0: Hey guys uh, good morning to you guys how you guys doing uh, it's nice to be here with the, as a family of God uh, I'm always encouraged to see you guys uh, you know I love this fellowship, this fellowship this church you guys love this church uh, guys you guys come week after week because uh, you love God and we love one another and uh, today guys uh, we do have a pollock afterwards yeah uh, I'm excited about that um, And um, I I am going to go over a little bit, a brief overview of what we did at our last workshop uh, last week for our leaders. Um, But I just love how the spirit is already, you know, it's always working, right? The spirit is always working. But I I think the message of this, the communion message, I just saw a lot of the humility, Uh, you know. And I think about my message and I think about if you're going to, if we're going to summarize at the end of this whole thing, it's going to be about humility. And, um, and so um, I hope to edify you guys and encourage you guys, uh, you know, as I try to do my best every week, okay? Um, let's go, let me do some announcements, and then we'll get into, and then I have a special announcement that I need to make as well, and then we'll say a prayer, and then we'll do our lesson. Okay, um, oh, it's okay, Tony. But thank you. Um, okay, uh, if we can put up the announcements there, the first one. We have, uh, you know, yesterday we were at the uh, uh, Gladys Park, and thank you so much to the Johnson family for, for putting that up together. It was a great time. We had so many things to give away, and uh, I just want to say thank you, guys. You know, uh, you guys made sandwiches. There was a lot of toiletry uh, bags that we gave out. There was some uh, uh, those the blue tarps that we gave out. Uh, we gave out a lot of stuff. You know, usually we, we gave it to about 150 of the homeless in downtown. Um, and so there's some pictures there, but just want to say thank you guys. And our next time we're going to be going down to Skid Row is going to be on uh, Saturday, March the 16th. And we're going to want to be doing a, uh, like an Easter uh, type, uh, meal for, for them. Um, so thank you guys. Um, today, uh, we are going to be doing a singles, uh, uh, a meeting with our singles ministry in room 10 and at 1215. And, um, I want to give you guys the the order of service, uh, not the order of service, but the worship services for the next four weeks. And um, what we have is next week, uh, actually, Whitney is, there, I think the city's doing some work here at the school. So the school's actually closed. Um, so we're going to be doing uh, life stage house churches. Okay, and so that's, so uh, uh, we'll be getting more information of that. What I love to do is to be able to combine certain life stages you know, I know I would love to have all the family life stages, super kids, preteens, and teens. You know, I'll send you guys information. I want us to all meet together because we need to talk about some of the family uh, things that are going, not from, you know, just the, uh, the direction that we want to go with our uh, youth and family ministry. Okay, so uh, we'll get that information out to you guys. Then uh, February 3rd, we're back here at Whitney. Uh, February 10th, we're back here at Whitney uh, as well. On the 17th, I was in a meeting this past week. And um, Rafael Lua had talked about just transitional times for the people of God and, um, you know, the opportunities and the challenges and how we could really see God um, work through these transitional times. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, I'd love to, I think it'd be great for our ministry to be able to hear a lesson on that. And so he has agreed to come out to and speak to our ministry, you know, on the 17th, uh, we're going to have the Spanish ministry as well here. Um, So that's going to be a great, you know, great service. Okay, so that's for the next four weeks. Uh, uh, Tomorrow is a Martin Luther King Day, and we're going to be taking the day on, not the day off, but the day on. And uh, I just love the quote from uh, Dr. Martin Luther King that says, life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? You know, and uh, it's an opportunity to go serve families in need at the Thomas House Family Shelter, same place that we uh, had uh, yesterday, Um, and then, uh, I'm sorry, last year. And then uh, it's in partnership with Hope Worldwide and with Connecta uh, Federal Credit Union. Thank you so much for Latrice coordinating everything. Um, so that's going to be from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Uh, tomorrow. Okay, I'll be there. I know my sister's being there. I think Matthew's going to be there. If you're going to be there, please make sure that you let Latrice know. Okay, um, and then late last night, I got a, 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 a text from Peter saying, hey, I'd love to meet with some of your leaders uh next uh next sunday so we're gonna have to work that out i'll get more information out if you can just put it on your schedule uh 12 30 p.m for next sunday the location to be announced you know i gotta get more info on that but i wanted to give you guys just a heads up uh but peter and laura garcia would like to meet with um uh, uh, with our leaders next sunday after our house church okay so I'm, there's gonna be some coordinating to be done there okay but i wanted to give you guys a heads up on that uh, next one is our team. Our team service, uh, not a team service. It's a, uh, what is, it's a uh, team? Oh, the winter formal. I call it Vivid. It's uh, Saturday, February the ninth, from seven to eleven p.m. The admission is thirty-five dollars. Dinner buffet and dancing, and it's formal attire. You can still, uh, you know, uh, get your tickets online. It's open to any anyone, uh, whether they're baptized or they're disciples or they're not. And if they want to bring some friends as well, they're welcome to come. All right. Uh, and then lastly, we have our uh, marriage retreat, you know, uh, back by popular demand. You guys asked for it. You guys were all like, hey, we want to do our Metro East marriage retreat, our time of getaway like we've done. And so it's going to be Friday, March the 1st, Sunday through Sunday, March the 3rd in La Jolla, California. And um, we have, uh, you know, here's the pricing for you. We can start registering today. <clears throat> you know how you have like uh, sometimes they put best, best value. This screen is your best value. <coughs> okay, and it's a two-night hotel at the La Jolla Marriott, uh, breakfast for two each day, free Wi-Fi, class registration, and materials. And to reduce parking rate. I think they normally charge like $30 overnight, parking. I think your, your, your rate will be $18. So that's reduced. <coughs> and uh, that's $400 uh, for the whole weekend. Okay, so that's your best value one. Um, And so we've been there, and I appreciate all that um, Barbara Lawson and the team is doing on that. The next one is if you just want to go for one night, it's $250. You get the same thing, except it's only one night uh, at the the La Jolla Marriott. And then if you just want to spend the night in uh, in your car and just come to the class... Then it's a hundred dollars for the class and the registration, like that. Okay? No, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> that's a joke, right? Okay. <clears throat> but that's the class uh, we're going to be meeting this week to final up the uh, the uh, the schedule, and uh, we've chosen a video series to go through. It's really it's really funny and it's really great. Uh, so we'll be able to make more details on that as well. Okay. All right. So uh, with that, guys, I. Um, I uh, want to read a letter that uh, is being read throughout um, in our region t- uh, today, and um, it's a letter in, in regards to uh, Dave and Robin Kim's resignation. Uh, and so they resigned, and so, they won, um, so the uh, ministry, uh, the, the, the kind of like the region leaders have been helping us out. They, they wanted me to share the uh, the, the letter t- that, that was written to Dave, and so we wanted to uh, read that to you guys. Uh, we want to uh, remind you that, uh, you know, we're in stage two of our metro A process for spiritual health and to trust God as we move through the process that we're in. Okay, so I'm going to read it, um, then we'll be able to say a prayer. Okay, and, uh, and please keep the whole region and e- each one of us in our, in our prayers, okay? All right, so um, let's <clears> just, <throat> and then if you have any any questions, just to talk to your ministry leaders on that says uh, this, this letter um, is it dated January 13th, and we were uh, notified of this on um, that same night. Um, it says, David Kim. It says, uh, for the last 19 years, both you and Robin have enthusiastically ministered to many members of Metro L.A. Ministry alongside other co-workers. We recognize the fruit of your labor, evident in restored marriages, stronger families, and service in your sector. Following numerous transitions of personnel, reorganizations, initiatives, and leadership changes by early uh, 2017, the overall Metro-LA ministry was experiencing increasing difficulties. Old and new concerns compounded, having a profound effect on staff relationships and required outside assistance. Last year, we were invited in to look at the situation as well as collaborate with the MLA on the decisions to bring in outside consultant. We had no agenda for specific changes. Our hope was that our work alongside the staff and insights from the the consultation would provide us with the essential discernment for proposing the best steps for moving forward. Along the way we became aware that nearly two years ago you began considering the possibility of resigning from your role and increasingly since the spring of last year through december 2018 unless certain conditions of yours were satisfied after reviewing the events the independent findings of the consultant and your expectations it is our it is our perspective that your resignation is one of the changes necessary to preserve the wholeness of metro la ministry we also believe as you stated in an email deep in my heart i believe it will be easier for the la church and the metro LA region to be cohesive with each other if we exit. We are honoring your three requests that have to do with commitment, communication, and severance. Therefore, we will accept your resignation. While we are convinced in the reasons behind the outcome, which will be communicated to your core group, which stand by your accomplishments and hold you up for your service and dedication. Sincerely, Ron Quint. Peter Garcia, Jerry Sugarman, Raphael Lua, and Steve Marici. Yeah. Um, so I'll have a copy if you guys you know, want, want to go over this. Uh, but guys, let's uh, say let's a prayer. Uh, let's say a prayer for the camps. Let's say pray, a prayer for our region. And um, just, you know, um, in Hebrews it talks about that, you know, we have many leaders. But Jesus Christ always remains the same. Amen. Okay, And so in good times or in bad times, we always have to be grounded in God. Okay, so in that you know, let's let's uh, let's trust God. The Bible doesn't say trust man. It doesn't say trust process. No, it says trust Him. Right. Okay, and so let's be, let's be grounded in this. And as we go through this transition, let's let's go let let let's live out what true wisdom is. Let's show the peacefulness. Let's be mindful of one another, and let's be praying and caring for one another. Okay, with that, guys, let's go ahead and say a word of prayer, and then we'll go ahead and continue. Heavenly Father, we um um. We just want to stop God and just thank you God so much for um, you being in control, God. Um, Father, that uh, Father, this is your church, Father, we are a part of your family, Father, you pulled us out of this world. and uh, Father, while we, could, we, while we serve one another, God and each other, we're first and foremost God servants of yours. Uh, Father, while we look to protect Father you, so to protect each other, God, we first, Father, protect the kingdom of God. And so, Father, I, I, I want it, to, it's sobering, it's sad, um, Father, uh, but, Father, I, I, we are grateful that decisions are being made, um, Father, so that we can uh, keep moving forward, Father, through what's been very challenging. And it's, it was a very difficult year last year, and it took a lot of energy, it took a lot of distractions, Father, it, t- it, 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 it took a, a lot in us, God. And Father, we just want to lift up Dave and Rob Kim, Father, for to you that you would please uh be with them in their hearts and their minds, God. We thank you so much for all the work that they've done, God. I mean, they've touched so many lives, Father, so many marriages and, and so many people, Father, have been uh you've used them to, to see so much salvation, God. And uh Father, we pray you please would be with them in their in their plans, please uh, make their path straight. And, uh, Father, help them to see you in everything, God. Uh, Father, help, Father, this region, Father, to see you in everything. Father, we pray that you would keep our en- the, the enemy away, Father, from our hearts and our minds in each one of the ministries. Father, help us all, God, to respond in a way, Father, that pleases you, God. In a way, Father, that shows trust in you. In a way, Father, that, that God, that just shows that uh, perseverance in you, God. And, uh, Father, I thank you for your call to trust you, God. And, uh, and, and Father, we love one another, but it just has to trust you and not necessarily, Father, man or pro- any process, God. So uh, thank you for all the brothers, God, that have been helping this region, Father, through all the other regions, God. And I thank you, Father, how you're using these times, our, our challenges, God, to bring about a new, Father, uh, closeness and working together, Father, with all of the LA Church of Christ. Father, and I thank you so much for Peter and Laura Garcia, Father, who have just extended their love and their help to this ministry. We pray, Father, to continue to work well with them. And uh, we pray, God, just for everyone's heart to be protected in you. We pray that no one begins to wander. Father, we pray that no one, Father, uh, begins making decisions, Father, to exit in you, God. So we just pray for these things, God. It's in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. So please uh, keep that in your, in, in, uh, your constant prayers. Um, with that, you know I think that I think today 's lesson's going to be really um, uh, really important to us I think you know i think it 's uh you know as we think about the new year uh, you know there, there 's usually when you do a workshop you usually kind of think the way that I think about it there 's always a heart and a spirit that you want to talk about, and then you want to talk about certain practicals and certain structures and certain things that we want to do you know and so last week, we met with all of our leaders to talk about just the um, just the heart and the spirit that we want to have, and I'll be doing a lesson on that today. And then, um, and as we talk about the directions that we want to go, you know, we definitely, one of the things that we still need to, to, to hear more from is from our singles ministry. That's why we're meeting with them, you know, to be able to, you know, to be able to find, you know, the right plan, the right family structure and order, you know, to be able to, you know, uh, to accomplish all that we want to accomplish, you know. And so, um, guys, what we did was, uh, you know, we went through, um, um, it's funny, kind of funny, because we said, if 2018 was a movie, what was your movie like? And that's an interesting question, isn't it? And, uh, you know, and so we we all shared about that, and uh, I know mine was like uh, Lord of the Rings. You know, I feel like I got pulled in some big battle, and I was right in the middle of it. You know, but along the way, there was some treasure, there's some transformation, there's some special relationships and stuff like that. And, and then it ended just like you know, to be continued. You know, that was ex- that was exactly my year. You know, that that's how I best defined it. But then what we did was I, I wanted to make sure that we understand how how ministries move and how ministries respond to things. And so we looked at this thing where we just like, hey guys, let's look at you know what are all the strengths of uh, uh, of our old ways. You know, of our, of our, when we started before. Uh, you know, before our transition time of 2003 after, we just talked about that. We talked about just the unity and the mission and the love, you know, and, and we were all on the same plan, and, you know, we were all working with one heart, but at the same time, you know, we, you know, what were the negative things? You know, well, we got, we got things lorded over us, and it was very very uh, fear-based, right, and, and, and there wasn't a respect, right? And so it's, it's really important to understand that because that understanding that then ushers in the next era, Okay, and the next era, what happens is you don't concentrate on the top, you know, the positives. You concentrate on the, ne- on the on the what was negative of the past. No, no, no. We, you know, what? There was no choice back then, and it was fear based. Well, no, no. Now we are faith based, and now we have choices, and now we have respect. You guys get it? You guys see how that transition, that move went? It was it was in response to all the negative of the past, right? But then that comes with its challenges, and we said, what are some of the challenges that we face with that? You know, what's the thing. It's complicated. It's a little bit too complicated to understand. You know what? It creates some silos, and you know, there's kind of a separation even within ministry, right? And so you kind of look at the positives and negatives. Well, what's the new era gonna? Uh, uh, what's the new era gonna? You know, what, what's that new era gonna start looking like? It's like, well, then that means you're going to we're starting to think like, well, how can we simplify? And how can we be more of oneness? You guys, you guys, you guys see the flow of ministry. And guess what? Is it going to happen again? Yeah, it's going to happen again at some point. Right. Because that's what happens. OK, so what's our future? You know, our future is we take the best of what we've learned. We don't want to throw that out. We've learned that. And we minimize the, all the negative, and we put flag warnings. You know who those flag warnings are? You guys. The history. All you've been through. It's meaningful. It's purposeful. And so when you, if you hear me saying things or kind of feel like, hey, Edgar, I think you're kind of lording this over us. Then that's, then that's your, your, you go, uh, Edgar, I'm the, I'm, the, I'm the warning sign on that, bro. I've been, I, we've done that before, you know, Hey, you don't, you're not giving us respect, a warning sign. Okay. And so God uses all that you've gone through. Okay. And so what we want to do, what's our, no, everything that's been good, healthy, spiritual, it's not going anywhere. It's not, we've learned it. It's, it's become a part of us. It's you know it's 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 our heart. I mean God is always molding our characters, okay? But we're not and we're not going to make the same mistakes we've done in the past. Okay? And so we're we're figuring that out, okay? And so so two guiding principles for me is is it is it simple? Can everyone understand it? Okay? And we're going to be going through that. You know, and is it is it producing oneness? You know, and so um and we can kind of get, you know, sometimes get stuck on then you know, so, so that's got to be right. The heart's got to be right. The spirit's got to be right. And then you start, you know, talking about what's the structure. And that's where things go. Arr! Right. That's just like, whoa, 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 whoa. You know, and that's kind of like that. And I've seen that over. You know, the, I've seen churches split. Even our own families split over, not because of principles, not because of what's healthy, because of structure. You know, and and I've seen it, and I was like, hey, you know what? We can't be worshiping a certain type of structure. There are greater things. That's just a tool, right? That's just a way to be able to get us. You know, you can't have have great teaching, great implementation without some type of structure. Okay, Uh, so, so there has to be, and God is a God of order, and we can learn from it. Okay, but the challenge is we got to be able to meet everyone's needs, right? Everyone is important in that. Okay, but the, but to God, you know, He's not looking at our structure. What is God looking at? He's looking at our hearts. He's looking at our spirits, you know. And I want us to look over to um, to First uh, Samuel chapter sixteen, verse seven. First, First Samuel chapter sixteen, verse seven. Because this really, really resonates with me because, you know, I'm an introvert by nature. I've told you guys this. I'm not the most confident guy naturally. You know, I'm not. I'm a whole lot of not of things, you know, but I love God. I love you guys. I love our brothers. I love I love us. You know what? I feel like man, I'm in the kingdom of God. I just want people to have what I have. You know, so I'm not the most at certain things. But my passion and my love is there, you know, and so the scripture gives me great confidence because it says, But the Lord said to Samuel, do not consider his appearance or height, for I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things that man looks at. Man looks at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. He chooses his servants based on their inner lives not how they look, not how they are on their outside. And so as we move forward, i got to make sure that we have the right spirit and that we have the right heart. Because if we don't, we're putting way too much emphasis on some structure. You know, and, and, and I, have, I want two points to bring out to you guys. And the first one is, this, is I want to talk to you guys about the spirit God wants us to have. And then the second point is the heart that God wants us to imitate. You know, and uh, let's look on over to Proverbs chapter three and verse five through eight. You know, the the spirit that God wants us to have, because, you know, I was uh, when I came across this and got some more insights, I was in tears. Broke me down this morning, just kind of reflecting on the spirit, man, broke me down. You know, just the, the tears, right? And, and, and this is one of our favorite passages. I know this is Don's favorite passage in Proverbs chapter 3, verse five, 5 through 8. It says, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. So let, let, let's just stop right there. Biblically speaking, what does it mean to trust in the Lord? It means to not lean on your own understanding, Isn't that simple? Don't you love the way God does stuff like that? He kind of defines, you know, he says, oh, do this. And then the next one, oh, this is what the definition is of that. It's so simple. But he says, with all of your heart. Right. Verse six, in all of your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. And I love that connection that just says with all of your heart and with all of your ways. And in all of your ways, you acknowledge him in fellowship with him. And he will make your path straight. You know, if you kind of click, there's a little, you know, uh, a little little A there on my thing. It says, another way of saying he makes his path straight, he will direct your paths. Isn't that all what we're looking for? Don't we all want to follow his path? What's the path, God, that you want me to take in my career? What's the path you want me to take and, and you know, in these, these important things in my life, in this ministry? You know, he says when, when we are put our trust and fellowship with him and talking to him and doing it his way, you know, that, you know, he will direct us in, in, our, in, in our path, you know, in his path. In verse 7, it says, in 8, it says, Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and shun evil. This will bring health to your body and nourishment to your to your bones. And he calls us, hey, hey, guys, don't don't be wise in your own eyes. I mean, can you put up Isaiah five, verse twenty one? Isaiah chapter five, verse twenty one says, woe to those who are wise in their own eyes and clever in their own sight. You know, that's a great passage, you know, uh, you know, but but, you know, when he's you know, can, can we not be like that? And the thing that gets me is, it's going back to in verse 5, when he starts trusting him, I wrote down, the trusting one will not lean on his own understanding. In acknowledging one's own lack of resources, one becomes open to God's power and wisdom, which is a better guide to life. When we acknowledge our own lack of resources, I'm an I'm a, a, an unspiritual man, begging God for some spiritual bread. Okay, it, in me, uh, it, it's not, I'm not on my own. I'm not a spiritual man. In me, it's not in me to, to have to make an impact in this world. It's just not in me. Okay, I have to trust in God. I have to rely on Him on his resources, you know, on his wisdom. You know, and wise people don't trust their own resources. They trust in God's resources and resourcefulness. And what broke me down was that I'm just a spiritual beggar begging for some spiritual bread, for some spiritual sustenance. That just broke me. Because truth is, anything that is good in me and anything, the good that I have in my life that people look at, I just begged God for it. It wasn't on my own. I'm just, you know, I didn't believe in God. God, I want to know if you exist. I want to know if you're there. I begged them for it. You know, I became a disciple, and you know my whole family are disciples of Jesus. And I begged him for it. I couldn't do that; it was too meaningful to me. I couldn't, you know, I just had to beg. You know, begged him for a partner in life. It wasn't Dawn at the time. You know, it was the qualities of Dawn. Begging God. The funny story is that you know I was God because. She was ready to break up with me. I was on making plans, and she was out. And then God gave her a dream that that I broke up with her and so forth, and she woke up crying. And, and, And I just needed some help from the Lord. You know, she realized just how much she loved me. Okay, Not on my own. I need God. I'm begging the Lord. You know, didn't have a car. God, give me a car so that I can serve your people. Begging him, he gave me one. God, give me a business so that I can freely serve you the way that I've always wanted to. He gave it to me. Begged him. It wasn't me. God, I see too many people leaving. Please give me a home in Downey. So people know that there's a pillar home here and there's a family that's not going anywhere. They don't have to go anywhere. He gave me a home in Downey. God, please, please be with my son. I beg of you to please save him, God. I've done the best. Please, you know, just begging, humbling. Dave, help me to help my son. You know, thank God you're the disciple. He just, you know. You just turn nineteen uh, on Friday. You know? And and we all go through marital challenges, do we not? Always begging God. God change me or change her. But you gotta change one of us. This ain't flying the way I want it to. You know what I mean? Some somebody's gotta change. You know, and but just begging God and and then getting, you know, marriage counseling and over five, six years now. And like, wow, our marriage. I love my marriage with Dawn. Fell in love with her all over again. Got vulnerable with her. I heard her vulnerabilities again. Transformed my family, you know. And so, and so I look at all these things and I'm just, I'm weeping, I'm crying because truth is, I'm just a spiritual beggar. I go to God. And I just beg the Lord because I'm poor spiritually. And what does the Lord say to those that are poor in spirit? In, In Matthew chapter five, verse three, what does he say? He says, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And so how do I live my life? I feel like I'm in, the, in God's kingdom every day. But I'm poor. I know that apart from Jesus, I can do nothing. Apart from Jesus, you can do nothing. Nothing to glorify him. Nothing that brings him praise. Because we could be doing a whole lot of stuff, but not, you know what I mean? Not the good stuff for him. You know, and, and, and my concern for us. And, and I want to make sure that, that, that you guys have the right spirit. The right spirit is to be poor in spirit. To be poor means that you don't have enough. You don't have what it takes. You don't. You need God. You need God's wisdom. You need God's resourcefulness. You need to put your trust in him. Right? We, we, need, to, we need to do things his way. You know and and, and even and the blessings you know just come and let him build up your life you know and and so when I look at my life, I look at the blessings of my life, it's not a structure. it wasn't even a certain leader, it wasn't a certain ministry because I've been of so many ministries. it's God, it's God responding. To my prayers. It's me coming to him and pouring myself out to him. And, and, you know, when I look at our children, I look at my son. You know what my, my biggest concern for my son is? My son's got it good. <laughs> Grandma, grandpa are disciples. Auntie and uncle are disciples. You know, everywhere he goes, you know, he's got it really good. And our children have it really good. But are we going to teach them how to be poor in spirit? To go to God? That's my concern. My concern for some of us, when we, do we have that spirit? Or are you being wise in your own eyes? Or are you being clever? You know, I mean, because that's real. Okay, because the, where it's at, it's in this scripture, Matthew 5, 3. Be poor in spirit. You'll be blessed. You know, and you can look at how does this relate to Jesus? Well, didn't Jesus come down on earth, made himself poor? Did he not? Maybe that's why he prayed so much. Because in his humanity, right, he had to go to the Father. You know, maybe that's why he prayed all night. Maybe that's why he got up really early in the morning, because he really needed God's presence in his humanity, right? He, you know, he's God in the flesh, right? But in his humanity, was he not poor in spirit? And so he becomes the example of what poor in spirit looks like in, in his life and the blessings of it, of being in the kingdom. Could it be that the missing ingredient in your life be the humility to beg God to not be poor in spirit? Could that be a missing ingredient in your life? Come on, bro. Could it be, could the, one of the missing ingredients be the humility to really be seen as who you are? You know? To be really, you know, that's, that's just good emotional health, being able to have good relationships, you know? Can you present yourself to who you really are? Or do you shut down? Oh come on now, come on out, right? Can you express your emotions? Can you express yourself? Can you be really be seen? Oh, I know we can see your strengths and your your fortitude, but are you man enough, hum- humble enough, woman enough, humility enough to show how poor in spirit you are? How much you really are in need, and to be able to put up, you know, to be able to say, hey, this is this is my weakness. This is m- my bad side. This is where I need help with. You know, and, and and we gotta have this spirit. That's the spirit that God wants us to have. Don't worry, it sounds like you're really low. God lifts up the humble, right? He does, He blesses those, okay? But we gotta have the right spirit, you know. The other thing, too, is that you know what? you know, let's look at the heart that God wants us to imitate in John chapter 10. Is this, I hope you guys getting beat up. I don't want to beat you all up. I'm trying to like edify, encourage you guys, right? You know, but we got to get spiritual. We got to go on the right path, right? The heart that God wants us to imitate over in John chapter 10. um, You know, this, I I love this, this, uh, this, this passage because it just shows the heart and the character of Jesus, you know, John chapter 10, and I'll give you guys four practicals, because this talks about the good shepherd, but I want, do we not live out our faith by loving like Christ? You know, we imitate, we aspire to imitate like Jesus, so when we look at this passage, we look, oh yeah, that's the good shepherd, yay Jesus, yay, you're like that. Uh, No, you could be a good brother like that. You could be a good sister like this, okay? And so John chapter 10 and verse 1 through 17, it says, truly, um, it says, "I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, I tell you the truth, the man who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way is a thief and a robber. The man who enters by the gate is the shepherd of his sheep. The watchman opens the gate for him, and the sheep listens to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. In verse four, when he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them." And his sheep follow him because they know his voice, but they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus, uh, Jesus used this figure of speech, but they did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, I tell you the truth. I am the gate for the sheep. All who ever come before me were thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not listen to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. Uh, He will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief only comes to steal uh, and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life. Um, Lays down his life down uh, for his, I'm sorry. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. You know, and, and I love the heart of Jesus. And this is the heart that God wants us to have, you know. And, and I think about how Jesus just loves the sheep. Does he not love the sheep? Yeah, you know, and he makes this thing. It's like, hey, you got these wolves that come in. What are wolves like? They just want to take everything for themselves. You know, they'll scatter. But they're, who are they just thinking about? What can I get? You know, and, and, that, and that's a wolf. And then he says, yeah, and, you know, and so, yeah, don't be, don't be like that. You know, yeah, and, and don't be like a hired hand, too, when, when, when you know, when, 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 when uh, the danger comes, you care nothing for the sheep. And so you just run away. You know, and, and, and so we look at it, as like, man, you know, God, Jesus loves the sheep. And so as a good brother, what do we need to do? What, what do we do? We love one another. You know, we love one another. No, I'm not like, hey, I want to keep all these people to myself. No, I'm not like that. Okay, this is the LA Church of Christ. Okay, if I'm leader of the LA Church of Christ, it really doesn't matter to me. Like in terms like if you're a part of this ministry or that ministry, it's like it's the same thing. You know what I mean? So I'm not going to get all territorial. I'm not a wolf. But I'm not a hired hand either. Where it just doesn't matter wherever you go. And you go off wandering, no, God's got some lessons before you make some decisions. you know He is molding and and, and we are we are to shepherd and and help one another to mature and to grow, okay, and so the, we do need to have some conversation. we have, and we have to care for one another, but as a good brother, we can love one another in that. you know, I love how in verse sixteen, he talks about how there's one flock and one shepherd, you know, and Jesus concerned is a oneness. What's a good brother, a good sister in this fellowship concerned about? It's our oneness. It's our one. It's about the family. It's about the heart and the one heart and the one spirit. You know, in, in verse 17, he talks about, you know, uh, he says, the reason why my father loves me is that I lay down my life only to take it up again. He's motivated by the love of the father. You know, why do what are, you know, a good brother a good sister, they're just motivated by the love of the father. Amen. I love God, love you guys. You know, um, and in verse eighteen, you know, just to close it off, it says, you know, what he does, he, he says, you know, I uh, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down on my own accord. Wait, you mean he take his own initiative? He does it. It's his choice. It's by choice. Do you ever consider like? What if Jesus had the choice to say, "You know what? Okay, I think I'm just going to go back." He had that choice. He could have done it. You, the Father still would have, you know, like accepted. You know what I mean? There's still one, and we, the story would have been differently, you know, and right. But he, you know, but but I love that it's his choice. And so for us, a good brother and a good sister in this ministry, I think you take initiative, take your own, and take the initiative. Of loving of serving of caring you know and so aren't those great four great things love one another let's be you know the 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 oneness being motivated by god's love and taking the unknown initiative that's the heart and the character of jesus you know let's imitate that heart of jesus amen so with that, guys, you know, let, let's have, let's be poor in spirit, you know, and that God's going to bless us and we're part of His kingdom. Let's have that spirit and let's imitate the heart of God. Amen. G- as we see it in Jesus in this passage. Amen.